Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 100, episode 4 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. okay. a production of iHeartRadio. <laughs> this is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say officially off the top, fuck Coke Industries yeah. and fuck Fox News. Fuck. It's Bam, Thursday, Bam. September 19th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. When You Wake Up. Well, we know we're going to be. We're going to be the podcast that you're listening to. When you go out. Yeah, we know we're going to be. We're going to be the podcast you're listening to. If you get drunk. Well, we know we're going to be. We're going to be the podcast that gets drunk next to you. And well, let her have her up. Yeah, we know we're going to be. Gonna be the podcast havering to you. But we would cast oh, so 500 pods and we would cast 500 more just to be the men who cast a thousand pods to keep the zeitgeist at your door. All right, courtesy of Rich Jefferson. Uh, long, a long walk. Uh, I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! gang in my skin, second-rate appeal, blunts are what I roll, Taco Bell every meal. Really making Something you guys work for it. Just um, so blood no, I was just... Eye. Yeah, <laughs> we call that Bidening. Yeah, my um, eye is Bidening. Uh, <laughs> yeah, his pupils Bidened. Uh, thank you so much to Cubone Fan Three uh, for that one. Uh, yes, just keep these going. Someone did say they wanted to start hearing Radiohead, AKs. Maybe we'll, 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 what three bands at a time? Okay. Is my max. Maybe yeah. we'll get into that. But for now, I would actually know high. those songs. Yeah, uh, you don't. Oh, you don't. You don't know Crawling by I Linkin Park. I I know that song. I, I just generally don't know. <laughs> Did you have? The- I don't know Nickelback that well. Oh well, you know, not all of us. You have missed a whole Nickelback run. Oh, I've got one. Oh shit! Someone sent me well, one. Wait, how did you get in to here? be joined? I didn't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> We're thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the front face, the top face on Mount Zeitmore. Oh shit! Uh, because those are arranged above one on top. It's of a each totem. Other. Right? It's a yeah, row. It's a maple. It's the other faces well, are mere, mere blemishes on your face on Mount Zaytmore. <laughs> You're the central face, and the other faces are the blemishes. Are just yeah, they're a part of the whole. It's Jamie Loftus. Oh, so it's Jamie. Jamie. Uh, Hi. Okay, wait. Let me start the track. Okay. All right. Cut my hair and shave my neck, cause we all just wanna be big hack stars and drive zambonies to our favorite bars. <laughs> our takes are fire and the shots are cheap. By the end of this song, you'll see an incel weave. <laughs> America, the coolest pods with our computers and their newest mods. Every podcaster's gonna recut hair, even my dog Sunny with his proud dog hair. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Woo. I want to be a hack star. So, uh, yes, yeah. thank you. Thank you. Wow. It was. Wow. That was beautiful. Thank you. I feel like I should have bought a ticket that was, for that. That was amazing yarling. That was a stadium I, yeah. performance. Yeah. <laughs> and also, you, you've, I could see you have to make your mouth in the proper yarling shape yeah. to There's get those sounds out. There's an embouchure. There's a yeah. whole embouchure. Wow. But. 
I should oboes. have known you. Yes, of course. Yes. Embouchure is very critical to any woodwind instrument. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. You get a little buzz still? Oh, you want, you want a little You don't have to buzz, buzz on oboe, though, do you? No, you don't buzz. You, yeah. you just you just focus the air, and then they're like, oh, oboe players give whack blowjobs because they blow really hard. <laughs> I don't know any woodwind that Wait. sucks air through. This is... <laughs> they're like, no, flautist thing. It doesn't make yeah. any sense. Yeah. This was all off the assumption that blowjobs involved blowing. blowing. Right. Yeah. Wait, were blowjobs um, named by someone who had never had one? Do you think? I like that theory. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, like, what is look the at that person story. blowing on that guy's face. <laughs> uh, I wonder if Allison Hannigan changed the game where people thought flautists, flutists oh, were like sh- really sexually active. I don't know. I would. I definitely wanted to be oh, a. Right. Like a, a flute player, but like all the cool girls played the flute, and all the normal girls played the clarinet, and then everyone else, it was chaos. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know one thing: you can count on oboe players if they're about their shit, good with a knife, because they make their own reeves, reeds. Dude, I was the only kid at school. There were three kids at school who were allowed to bring knives to school, and that was the fucking oboe section. We were allowed to have knives <laughs> oh, at really? school. Yeah, yeah. I I was like, like the think... oboe player and two hall monitors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we and Steve, the janitor, sit in class and go like. Yeah. Wow. yeah, like okay. a warning. Well, wow. I would be honored to own a, a hand-carved Jamie Loftus oboe reed. I still have my knife, so... Great. Oh, and then my, my AKA was by uh, Clayton Barnes at Taxi CR, so thank you Hell yeah, so Clayton. Much. Well done. So uh, well done, mate. Uh, Jamie, it's so good to yes. have you back stateside. So good to be we, back. We missed you. Desperately. Yeah. Us too. Um, we had to. For, we had, there are so many gaps in our Jeremy Renner coverage. I know. Wait, it just I didn't was feel right. Siri, okay, we, well, you. we honor you, and we honor thank your place you. in the Jeremy, the lore of Jeremy Renner. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I was stripping nude to Jeremy Renner songs most days. Right at this point, what's gone. the count now? 33, 32? I've done it. Yeah, I've done it. Um, I, I did thirty shows. That, right, and then I I stopped taking off my top eventually because I just didn't. He just didn't deserve it anymore. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I wow, did a that's lot a, of. That's kind of a shift. It was I. It's been a journey. Yeah, well, it's been a real journey. So suffice to say, we will be probably t- we're gonna have to, to catch up on. Yes, Jeremy. we will. So things much. Renner. Yes. And all things Jamie Loftus, what you've been up to. Yeah. Uh, But first, we are going to tell our listeners a couple of things we're talking about today. Uh, Edgelord Fashion. Uh, It's Edgelord Fashion Week. Yeah, man. Yes. Uh, We're going to talk about food regulations, uh, how that is kind of a, that that just doesn't happen in the world these days. Uh, We're going to talk about a new game that, Puts you in the shoes of Jeremy Renner on that fateful day. <laughs> this I'm very that excited about. He had about. to shut down his app. Meta as fuck. Okay. Uh, and we're going to uh, talk about SNL's decision to uh, hire that Shane dude in the first place. Uh, what, what was motivating that? Because we have a little more insight into that. Yeah. And people are freaking out about Netflix canceling a show you may not have heard of. What is it? Uh, the OA. Oh, is that the one with all the 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 the, the flash mob dancing lights and the yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh no! Mm-hmm. Oh no! I'll miss it. People are. <laughs> Be upset. <laughs> I loved that show. <laughs> uh, but first, Jamie, we'd like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Oh, shit. I forgot from about my search history. Oh, my I've, God. Oh, I've had, Take I'm her name sorry, down off the mountain. Two seg- I've, been, I've been doing a lot of fucking cursed. Let me just take a quick... 
I've been ha- ever since I got home. I don't know if I like haven't recovered or like what is going on. I was googling veneers this morning because I was trying to figure out where Walton Goggins got his veneers. And because he doesn't have good veneers, right? He has iconic. He's got veneers, right? They're the best and the worst. They're when people get their veneers and they're like, "No, I want every tooth to be the same length." You're like, "Okay, (laughs) that's not good veneer work." Right? Do you have an image of what you would like your teeth to look like? You hand to him like, "This is Jim Carrey from The Mask." Just cut a nice plate in half and shove it in my mouth. It'll do. (laughs) Like, I was trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out where people are getting their veneers because I. I manically canceled a dentist appointment yesterday because I got scared. Uh, so I was like, "All right." Wait, what did you get scared? What was scary? Are you going to get veneers? I'm. Go- I, first of all, <laughs> it is my dream to get veneers, <laughs> <laughs> and I know that we're going to talk about SNL today, but we we never talk about is the SNL t- tooth glow up. So oh, really, when yeah. you get booted from SNL, you're mainly missing in on yeah. free veneers. Amy Poehler had to sort her shit out. There, I mean, I remember when she her uh, tooth glow up occurred on that cast. I, I mean, Pete Davidson has pretty bad veneers, yeah. but it's, I was, I'm trying to figure out who are the people. Can we have a reality show about veneers? Like, right. so I was looking up, uh, w- like the circumstances of Walton Goggins, and I was like, why does he need that many veneers? I guess he like got like in an accident, and all his teeth got fucked up, and so. Like back before he had a lot of money. Oh, so that's why his veneers kind of suck. But then he became famous for having shitty looking veneers, and the cycle continues. Did he really get famous for his veneers? I feel like he's also a good performer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as we all know, he's actually that veneer guy. (laughs) (laughs) I feel okay. I do think that Walton Goggins wouldn't play as many villains if he didn't have veneers. Yeah, well, it definitely does contribute to his look for Mm -hmm. sure. I guess in my mind, I was thinking of like. Walton Goggins, the veneer guy, versus like, there's something about him that makes him real weird. Yeah. And then I Googled why a Swedish theme park that I went to isn't more famous. I became convinced that no one talks about the theme park and it's somehow hidden and something is wrong with it. But it turns out that I guess it wasn't as cool as I thought it was. Oh, oh really? Which what what was so it? cool about it that made you ask that question in the first place? Yeah. Well, Jack, there was a lot of roller coasters. Wow. And... A lot? Like a... There was, there was a lot, yeah, and it was like right on the, uh, it was like right near the water, and there were, there was like the scariest thing I've ever been on, where it's like one of those towers where you drop, but this one would like lean you forward, so you're looking at the pavement like oh, you're no. jumping <laughs> off a building. Oh, right. no. It was terrible, and they, and like all this kid stuff, but like really brutal like imagery of killing and death it was a very metal theme park and i liked it a lot there was a there like the there's a picture of a man with a woman's ass for a nose oh yeah i remember you posted uh, what what's the name of the theme park they're grown a it's in stockholm there's a toucan with with an anatomically correct vagina in their haunted house why is that? And and human breasts. <laughs> well, and human breasts wow. next to a monkey thinking something. There, it was it was the scariest, like strangest place, and it cost thirty dollars to go to. I'm going. And you gotta go. It sounds, sounds metal as fuck. It was metal as fuck. Metal. And so so those are those are my searches. I also like that your outrage of sort of like, I mean, people need to know about this. I right. thought, well, how was this not talked about? Was well, it even an TripAdvisor like list of like usually? That's was, how you. It's not in the top one hundred. I was like, how is this? 
How I, did you fit, find out? Did you stumble upon it? Nah, I was looking for roller coasters, man. I'm oh, a co- okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a coaster head now. I just gotta. I, really? I gotta stop. Yeah, I was looking for something that would uh, improve my life and my relationship. And a lot of people choose coasters. Okay, <laughs> it's very so you're wholesome. You part of the coaster nostra now? Yeah, we're we're into it, which is a really horrible sentence. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're into it. We're into it. Now. Um, what is something you think is overrated? Okay, I've been um, collecting these. Um, so the I think the top overrated right now is, have you guys, there's not a chance, but that new Amazon show called Carnival Row? No. Oh, it is overrated in that people watch it. <laughs> wow. It is underrated in that it is such a, like, I don't know, like Amazon does like weird old people TV a lot, but the premise is, Orlando Bloom is a fairy cop, right? It's kind of like that horrible movie Bright, but, oh, but steampunk. Oh, yeah. I saw the when previews for place? this, and they were like, great special effects. They were, <laughs> which is not even true. It's Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne, two people who objectively have never been able to act a day in their lives, <laughs> right. just flatlining the entire episode, <laughs> just like absolutely sucking. And then... and. Uh. It's trying to like I think pick up some Game of Thrones scraps where right. there's a lot of like there's a lot of gratuitous nudity. The fairies when they have sex float. Wow, they, like Mormons. Like exactly like Mormons. <laughs> They're floating. But it's about uh, oh. it's, <laughs> Miles. What? Explain what floating is. Wait. My buddy who went to University of Utah was telling me about how like when when this is in the early aughts. So I don't know if the nomenclature has changed since then. Okay, I'm old, but. Uh, on his football team, there are a lot of people who were like who were Mormon but very religious, and you know there there would be debauched parties, uh, <laughs> and people talk about sex and things like that. And my buddy who is not Mormon was like, "What? Do you, like he's like you're a virgin." He's like, "Well, you know, like yeah, but like you know we float." And he was like, "What the fuck what is that?" that? And this, these other dudes were telling him, "It's it's it is insertion, it's penetration, penis vaginal pe- penetration, PMV. but no pumping." You just ins- just, you just dock. You just dock at the station, <laughs> dock and then you float. That's also and a way to deep. have sex. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Like I feel like the exactly. lazy person's option. I mean, right. once you breach the castle wall, isn't the game over at You're that point? In. You can't just be like, "I live here." <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, there's a difference. I live just here now. <laughs> yeah. That could have been an accident, right? Like, I was like, "Wait, is the whole premise that it has something to do with a, a weird carnival world?" Where I don't people- understand where carnival comes in. So it's there's just- nothing. Thematically having to do with a carnival? Not that I know of yet. I've only okay. seen the pilot episode, but they're throwing fucking everything at the wall. So here is the description. With a serial killer loose on Carnival Row wow. and a government that turns a blind eye to the deaths of its lower class citizens, fairies, uh, <laughs> Rycroft Philostrate, that's no plays Rycroft Philostrate. What? A war-hardened investigator is the only person willing to stop the murders and maintain the fragile peace. But when Vignette Stonemoss, a fairy refugee, <laughs> Who wrote this? shows up in the Berg, she forces Philo to reckon with a past he's trying to forget. So in the first episode, we're supposed to believe that like Orlando Bloom and Cara Delevingne want to fuck each other. It does. It is not believable. But uh, Cara Delevingne gets into like a boat accident. And she's the only survivor of the boat. And then they're like, you're arrested for surviving the boat accident. Right. For no reason. And then they're like, you're a man. Survivor's loss. (laughs) Exactly. Right. It's like when you try and tell if a woman is a witch by, you know, 
Isn't Phyllis Stray from Midsummer Night's Dream too? I don't know. There may maybe. Phil, I think it's a character, and okay. but I mean, I think in general, it's just it's, I, I I'm familiar with that. Oh name. yeah, you're right. Yeah, they're I don't know. They're going for literally everything and hitting nothing. There's like a scene where uh, Orlando Bloom is looking for a suspect, and he's like, I know he's bald and he has mutton chops, and then he's like, I know exactly where to go, and then the next scene takes place in this room full of bald guys with mutton chops. I'm like, what is this meeting? Like he's right. like, oh no, they're oh, all wow. bald and have mutton chops. Holy the shit. names of these characters are really something to... Like, even the names are overwritten? It's yeah. so much. Rycroft, Philistrate, and the st- Vignette, Tourmaline, or... Tourmaline? R- Runyon Millworthy. <laughs> Runyon Millworthy? Yeah. What the fuck? What is that? Someone did cocaine and, like, spent some time in L.A. They're like, Runyon, Spurnrose. And Ezra Spurnrose, of course. Also, uh, Jared Harris is in it. Mr. Chernobyl himself. Wow. Oh, okay. He plays Absalom Breakspear. Of course. Breakspear? Absalom Breakspear. <laughs> like, this is Oh, and he's married drunk. to Piety Breakspear. Piety Breakspear. Who is played by uh, Indira Varma from Game of Thrones. And then there's a character named Jonah Breakspear who goes to the fairy... Uh, brothel has a very gr- stupidly long sex scene. Should I watch the pilot? Should people watch the pilot just to be in disbelief? <laughs> As a form or of self harm, you get you're welcome. Is it to. painful, or could you kind of laugh your way through it? No, it's fun. Like pour yourself a gigantic glass of something. Mike's hard lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh my god, I got home and I forgot that when I left the night I was packing and leaving, I'm like, I'm gonna leave myself a Mike's heart in the fridge, and when I get home, I'm gonna be so happy. And you had it. Oh, I I was looking out. You're yeah. like, thank you, past Jamie, you for did. looking after future Jamie. You changed. Uh, but yeah, so the, the the best, my favorite part of the pilot is when uh, J- uh, Jonah Breakspear does it, <laughs> has, has just finished having sex with a fairy, and then he's like, "I gotta pee," and then he and he and his pee floats in three different directions. <laughs> no, he doesn't go to the bathroom. He's completely nude. He walks out onto a balcony where it's raining. I was like, "Where is he gonna pee?" And then he's kidnapped, and that's like a whole scene. <laughs> They're like, we got to get this guy out on the balcony where he could be kidnapped. Uh, what do we say? Uh, I don't know, a little, <laughs> say he has to pee. A little postcoital piss he's got to take. Right. He doesn't want a UTI, okay? Yeah, right. seriously. I mean, look. I mean, let the kids that's know. perfectly fair. They want why is he walking out? If why if, but, is he walking nude on a balcony? We don't know. Oh, boy. Oh, it, it, was, a fun, it was a fun watch. I will not be continuing. <laughs> <laughs> what is something you think is underrated? Uh, let's see. Uh, I've been thinking a lot about Rick Moranis's lips. I don't think that they get talked about okay, enough. Okay, what's been going on? You've been tweeting a lot of pro-Moranis sexy tweet tweeting. I've just been thinking about him. I've just been, I don't know. I think I just been thinking about him since I got home. I, I just I, I I'm you know I'm paraphrasing, but I remember <laughs> you tweeting something to the effect of the Rick Moranis come out of retirement and fuck me challenge. That was, that was, <laughs> that was exactly was the that tweet. spot on because <laughs> exactly those words tweet. are burned into my mind. I saw it once. I go, what the fuck is Jamie on right now? And I was like, I don't I don't know what the new obsession is, but Rick Moranis's lips, huh? His uh, okay. To, if you haven't looked at his lips, he's got. Pillowy, beautiful lips. Wow, There's, yeah, he really. does. He's There's got a lot really about that nice enough. lips. People need to talk more about how a Frederick Allen Moranis. There's a photo of him where I thought he was sticking his tongue out, but it was it's just his lower lip. 
Wow. It's that pillowy. I also, I was just like, what's going, I don't know. I was thinking about Honey, I Shrunk the Kids for some reason. Oh, it's because I was thinking about the Jessica Alba movie, Honey. He's got gorgeous lips. Yeah, that is a huge lip. But Rick, Rick Moranis just like retired 20 years ago yeah. and people keep trying to be like, Rick, come on. And he's like, no, I like him. Yeah. He, well, he's like very much about like, he's like, I did that and now I'm in a different phase of my life. Right. right. And I'm like, he's like, Damn. I took my lips elsewhere. You're took like, my, yeah. my God. Took I, my lips to the wilds of Canada. But I still hope he accepts my challenge. <laughs> <laughs> he might. I, I think, know. I wonder, could, this would be such an, an amazing feat if you could somehow, you know, get Rick Moranis to respond to you effectively bringing some, him somewhat out of retirement. Right. right. Not like, necessarily for the sex part. But for, for the interactions, no. for for the notice me senpai, I would I would absolutely take a thoughtfully written rejection letter from Rick. Oh, what if yeah, or like sealed with a kiss, good. a sealed with a kiss letter, rejection letter. Ooh, he's such a class act. I would I don't know. <laughs> he's such a class. Act. He's such a class. I love him. Uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Oh, never accept an invitation from a rich person anywhere. Ever, 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 ever. <laughs> so the myth is people think you people should. People think, oh, if like a someone a with that's going to be a good time. Right. Could be fun. Could get a lot of cool free stuff or something like that. <laughs> I, free stuff? I like that one. I don't know. Just to give it off the yeah. top of my head. They probably maybe got a bunch stuff. of iPads like in a stack that you can take. Like, <laughs> right. <when> you, <laughs> right. Like napkins. I've never yeah. met a rich person, but I'm like, you know, like they, they just got iPads around, but yeah. they could take one. They wouldn't notice. Uh, but so we had, uh, when we were living, I was, I was in Scotland for a month doing my show show and uh, my boyfriend and I were staying in this apartment building and there was like a fancy rich couple on the bottom floor that were like they kept looking at us like they were going to cook us right like <laughs> oh wow it was, like it was They're like she looks she looks delicious right, right. they're just like so what are you doing here like they were right but and you how could, many people know you're here <laughs> but like, it's like you could tell they had money and you're just like I don't really want to interact with this but they they kept pushing. They f- they figured out when my birthday was. I don't know how, but I was there on my birthday, what? and they're like, "Come to church with us," and we went. Uh, and <laughs> come uh, to church with us. We went to church with them. And uh, on your birthday? On my birthday, I hadn't been to church in like ten years, That's, and, and I'm I went so to church glad on my birthday. Another year has passed, and mm-hmm. you've become a little wiser, and you realize what was missing. God, Christ's love. The Lord. Yeah, I am a righteous gemstone. Praise Christ. <laughs> there, but the so that so we did that, and then on our last night, they were like, "Come down for a bottle of pop," or you know, they talk like fools. Right. Uh, so so they were like, "Come down." Is that down. soda? No, it's champagne. Oh, so champers. We're like, I'll go, and we proceeded to have. Caitlin was there as well. Okay. Uh, we proceeded to have. I think the most insane dinner i've ever had in my life there was no food there was no food there was just champagne and we were just sitting with this older rich couple and they were just talking at us like there was i was trying to get a word in edgewise for the first 20 minutes and we're like they're just gonna oh you're doing monologues at me right i took so many notes (laughs) (laughs) like while it was happening a little bit, but then mostly after Afterwards, we just went upstairs just like, and I was like, let's just get this all. Because there was, they were some like chaotic rich people where she was like a socialite. He had worked at Halliburton, so he was like 
bad. Oh, okay. He's had a, he had a twisty mustache, and he worked at Halliburton. Holy shit. She used to work for Ted Turner, and she's like, I stole his credit card once and bought a mink. And he said, you saucy lady, don't do that again. Like, they oh, were just saying. Just anecdotes that have, <laughs> yeah, oh, this is all common ground for us. The, right. the man had had, uh, had an affair with Stevie Nicks, but then she found out he worked for Halliburton, and she dumped him. It was like. There's just, Did you tweet about that? Yes. About some dude who you like, I met somebody who fucked Stevie who Nicks. fucked Stevie Nicks. And then everyone's like, Stevie Nicks fucked him. I was like, fair. Okay. But still, <laughs> the story, it's so fucking, it was, they were the, I, they, he was also married to a member of the Bush family. He's like, I can't say which, what? but. He, Wait, what? I, everything. <laughs> I were, so you think they were marriage? Were they, were they truthful, do you think? Or did they, you think it was like half- <laughs> Like I, just major self-aggrandizing and no, unfortunately because I myself I fact checked a lot of it. Oh right, You're and like, it's all checking. It's out. all true. They're they're like sort of low key like uh, Scottish tabloid stars past their prime a little bit. Like they oh, they were reported it, a lot on a lot in like the late '90s and early 2000s, and she, like it was just it was absolutely. I'm just really upset. The strangest that dinner I've ever had. They called it a dinner, and you go. And there's absolutely no food. There was olives. And they kept... And That's they, not... But, you know, and I don't know why I'm hung up on this, but I would have been I would like, I'm not trying to be rude, but is there food at all? This is a dinner and we're just drinking champagne and you're doing monologues at me. They invited her to church on her birthday. On my birthday. Yeah. They, I got saved. I mean, I guess for sure... For like, you, knowing because you... Because it was her birthday. Right. Not like... Like, it's your birthday, we should accident. go to church. It was, yeah. So, like... I know what you'll want to do. Caitlin thought it was, like, a, a... She was getting vibes from them that was, like, the fan, like the Rosemary's Baby people. Right. But I was getting vibes that was, like, who's afraid of Virginia Woolf? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, they just wanted to us to, like... Wa- because they were talking about weirdly horny stuff at certain times. They are like... Well, well yeah. Like, things that occurred to me where there were swingers who were like trying to recruit you guys in right. or and also cocaine sounds like it could be we uh, should have fucked them <laughs> for the story for the yeah. coke yeah. Uh, but, but yeah and then stevie nicks the stevie nicks famous cocaine story i hope this isn't giving away too much but she kept identifying herself as princess peapod and he was like calling himself i don't know it was something scottish but he Holy was like shit. captain like huge dick or whatever and <laughs> he's like i remember the first time i saw you in those fish nets and i was like they're trying to fuck us like right what that's oh, why yeah. there's no food wow. they're just trying to get us drunk so we'll fuck them oh no we didn't fuck them but i have their Good. emails there you go yeah so it's always still on the table. Well, you have done nothing to dissuade me from accepting <laughs> an invitation right, from rich people. That yeah. sounds like the most fascinating. At, at worst, it's a bad dinner. They're right. Halliburton employees who are going to try to fuck you. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm saying. Uh, yes, please. I could uh, only be honored <laughs> if someone from Halliburton wanted to fuck me. I was like, joke. I was like, man, he's got like Halliburton lube. Like he's got, right. he's just like, let's right, slick right. things up. Let's have a Halliburton yeah. penis pump. There. It all yeah. works. It's all Halliburton. Horrible. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And it is uh, Edge Lord Fashion Week. Uh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, what's going on? Uh, there's a brand called Bistroy. Um, <sighs> and before we get into what that brand's about, I think most people on the internet saw this where at their uh you know they're showing their 
I don't know, their spring, summer, or fall line for this year, probably fall, considering mm-hmm. the time of year it is. Uh, and one of the pieces, or a few pieces they had uh, marched out were these hooded sweatshirts with the names of schools like Sandy Hook, Stoneman Douglas, Columbine, Virginia Tech, and they had holes in them, mm-hmm. like bullet <sighs> holes in them. And they were like, you know, uh, looking like distressed hoodies for like people who want to look like they can afford a $300 rag hoodie. Um, and everyone was like, what the fuck is this? Like, you're, this is very flippant, insensitive. We're not sure what the fuck you mean. Obviously, everyone started focusing their attention on this because it was so tasteless. Mm. Um, and it, I think it's clear. I'm, I don't know. Like, their other clothes were interesting. I looked on their Instagram page. They did have a, a shirt that was like almost like a joke we've talked about where the neckline is so low, your nipples are just hanging out. <laughs> um, I'm not joking. Like, uh, look at this. Wait. This is a shirt for a man. <laughs> yeah. It's That's intentionally a scoop dis- neck miles. That's a scoop how, neck. How well, what kind of scoop, scoop is that? Is, uh, What's a, the scoop? That, that is a, a shovel scoop. neck. Yeah. That is not a scoop neck. That is a uh yeah. Anyway, so This whole brand, everyone was giving them all this flack. So the thing about Beastroy, man, just so you know, the designers, Brick Owens, which has to be a fake name because I think it's a play on Rick Owens, and Dieter Grams, they described their brand as a neo-native menswear design house, uh, creating and communicating from a time after now. Oh, Oh, sick, man. So they're from the future, and yeah, and then their explanation and did in not the do them. Future, we all dress like insensitive edgy, uh, Abercrombie been, and Fitch. It's been such a horrible year for Edge Lord Discord. Like things, yeah. it's just getting worse and worse. And like the stories like this, every time I see something like this, you're just like, oh, this is like designed to like piss people off, and then people yeah. will be aware of this horrific. Brand because their other clothing is very, no- it's not like trying right. to make peace like statements, it's just like really oddly fitting shit. But you know, what do I know? I'm an old man now, it's so um, sinister. But their explanation really didn't help them out, yeah, yeah. So, their explanation for this line goes as follows Sometimes life can be painfully ironic, oh. like the irony of dying violently in a place you consider to be a safe, controlled environment like school. Oh. We're reminded all the time of life's fragility, shortness, and unpredictability, yet we are also reminded of its infinite potential. It is this push and pull that creates the circular motion that is the cycle of life. Nirvana is the goal we hope to reach through meditation and healthy practices that counter our destructive habits. Samsara is the cycle we must transcend to reach Nirvana. And in the meantime, let's fuck up our karma. It's this, this really is like a edgy like middle school Halloween costume from like the nineties. This was like, like the kind of shit like if I was fourteen around the time right. when Columbine happened, I'm like, what if you did that for Halloween? Right, you'd be like, <laughs> and then you'd be kicked out of school. Right. Uh, right. I mean, this isn't painful irony. It's painfully transparent opportunism. Right. Is what this is, yeah. and it's disguised as fashion, and it's just part of this dumb fucking trend of shit like this of being like. Let's offend, and then we don't have to apologize. All press is good press. Exactly. Let's keep it moving. And I think, you know, and even if they really wanted to, right, like this is probably the if, – if they really were about art or something, right, or creating some kind of commentary, just a literal depiction of a, of a sweatshirt with the school with the holes to it is not, is not going to start a conversation or provoke thought 
it's just and there's looks, no attempt to like give any of the money anywhere like it's just it's just like self-serving right. bullshit that is just designed to get people to get mad at them and i'm mad so much that i just don't have time right yeah uh. when, let's okay let's talk about the guy with the halliburton <laughs> I want I'm like I just I'm like I'm never gonna see them again I should just name them but I what if they come and they sue you what if they fucking <laughs> sue me that would be a, a tragically Jamie Loftus I thing should have just I should have just fucked them honestly and never spoken about it again because if I had fucked them I could never talk about it yeah because like, if You'd you have sex with, probably if you have sex right. with a Halliburton employee you really have yeah. to carry that with you yeah like through so, your life and into eternity <laughs> He also, he did, he had like a health, I can't stop thinking about it. He had like a, he had a fragile brain. I don't know. He he had gotten a a brain. (laughs) They kept saying fragile brain, but he had a brain injury and, you know, I didn't, but he then was like, yeah, I drove off a cliff on my motorcycle the day after I retired. And you're like. On wow. purpose, and he is, but he was just like, we'll never Yeah, know. so brain hasn't been the same since I drove that motorcycle <laughs> off wow. that clip. You're like, Holy wow, shit. what is Stevie Nicks like? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> <clears throat> I, I mean. Nothing is going to top that. But, <laughs> I mean, uh, we're talking the news. I don't know how you pivot, how we pivot. How out we of that. pivot. So out we of... acknowledge that we can't pivot out of it. We, right. Name of transparency. <laughs> so now we live <laughs> here. We're do- we've docked. I, just, I think this we've podcast. Docked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think this podcast should now be about those people. <laughs> yeah. From now on, uh, let's talk instead about food regulators. Uh, Regulators. <laughs> Mount up. Uh, so <laughs> this is a. Uh, this is. We, we've talked, I think, before about how in the U.S. food regulation is just a joke, like the USDA. Like the the food pyramid that we all grew up on is a joke that is at least partially influenced by uh, huge food companies. Uh, and, you know, what one of the ideas that seems to be behind a lot of U.S. food and nutrition is uh, – like not that you should consume less or change what you're consuming, just that you should like be more active, uh, but that in fact you should maybe consume more. Like the food pyramid is like eat your way to health by right. eating these foods eat all the time. Eat from each of these industries. Bread. Right. A that loaf was, of bread as one of your servings. Even when of, I was like a kid, I'm like, do I need this much bread? Right. Like, <laughs> Teacher, how many breads do I do a right. day? They're like nine it like breads eight a to day. Nine? It was eight to nine <laughs> breads. Eight to nine servings of grains and You know what's bread. funny? Wow. I, now that I think about this, in school we had to do a food pyramid coloring thing. Yeah. And my mom... Now I, I'm having a very vivid memory of her saying it was bullshit. It was complete. Because she was bullshit. like, "We didn't eat like this in Japan." No, and right. I'm we like live as long as everybody else. She's like nine breads. <laughs> the one I have. Japan lives much longer than everybody, or not everybody, but definitely longer. I mean, than we're out here. <laughs> I'm not doing myself any favors so with the Taco Bell. Miles is never gonna die. Uh, but the yeah, the one I used when I was a kid. It said it was six to eleven breads. No, yes. six to eleven. It was the bottom of the right, pyramid. right, right. But Mom, I guess that's a breads. that's a carb, a starch. Have your pasta sandwich. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> only have pasta. Bread. Rice today. panini. Yeah. <laughs> Get me some flour in these veins. Six uh, to eleven breads. But yeah, but. so there's a reason that we were getting all of this complete bullshit, and it's that the food industry kind of realized that 
if there were going to be these regulating, uh, you know, forces, regulating committees, uh, they would create their own regulating committees and put mm. like big food scientists on those regulating committees and just like have the meetings for them at five star hotels and they would fly like nutritionists out to them and stuff. So uh, there's one in particular that's called the ILSI. Uh, it is the uh let me international life sciences institute the international life science which sounds great doesn't it yeah it sounds international life sciences uh what's i like the word international i like life i like science institute right. mm. institutes are MBA fine uh but it's so during the <laughs> 80s and 90s they were basically doing the bidding of the tobacco industry uh, they also have done work for, or people who were trustees on their board have been named to committees for uh, different governments where they overrode existing, like, accepted science. For instance, there was the uh, Monsanto. Um, oh, great. What's, boop, 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 boop. what's the Monsanto thing that... Roundup? Uh, Roundup, yeah. So... Uh, there was a World Health Organization study that said that uh, Monsanto's Roundup had an ingredient that was carcinogenic. Right. And uh, that was accepted science. And then a person from this Life Science Institute uh, like worked on a committee that overrode that and said that it, quote, probably isn't carcinogenic wait but how does this life science institute work because like if it's a non-governmental body how are they influencing they just get like named like they're they just become incredibly influential by recruiting uh, like major people oh from, and then so inoculating like, them yes, educating men. them then yes. sending them out into the world with exactly. their stamp on their back of, yeah i'm ilsi approved. it was founded by a coca-cola executive uh and Sick. seems to share uh key parts of Coca-Cola's uh, nutrition uh, philosophy, which is... Uh, Wait, there's a Coca-Cola nutritional philosophy? Yeah, well, the way... It's, it's basically a marketing a strategy. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's that uh, you stress physical activity over dietary changes. So, you know, all those stories where it was like, <laughs> your, se your sedentary... Wow. Uh, your sedentary lifestyle is the cause of your obesity. It's just another, yeah, it's like another blamey tact of like, you got to eat all our shit, but you also have to run six hours a day right. so that our shit doesn't kill you. Yeah. yeah, it's like, well, hold on. The option isn't going to be don't stop eating the poison now. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. just do some other shit to offset it. The reason you don't like meth is because you're not sleeping enough. <laughs> so sleep more. Continue right. to do meth. Your body's and, really <laughs> failing to process this poison. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really, ugh. But because people are sort of onto them in Western media, they're really focusing a lot of, and not completely onto them. Like, mm -hmm. they're still incredibly influential and way more influential than, like, the USDA or the FDA in America. Because um, they're just, like, the, the actual things that are supposed to be looking out for us are being outspent by these huge companies. But they're focusing a lot of their energy on China, India, and Brazil, uh, the world's 
first and second biggest, most populous nations, and then sixth most populous. And China, like the head person in charge of nutrition in China is also like a board member of this company. Wow. Cool. Um, last year, the candy maker Mars withdrew from ILSI saying it could no longer support an organization that funds advocacy-led studies. <laughs> no. So it, like Mars, the candy what company the was fuck? like- the green M and M's like I'm out. So your life science institute is too corrupt for us, Mars, a candy company. Jesus, yeah, and like we're like we're pushing sugar, right? Straight <laughs> sugar, and we're like, hey, I mean, like we're we're trying to be a little bit real about this. Yeah. Shit. Speaking of uh, sugar, they basically did what they did with Roundup. They also did two various studies around the world that were basically saying that sugar is bad for you. Like the World Health Organization has been trying to get the message out that sugar is bad for you, but then they keep getting uh, kind of pushed down by various governmental organizations that are headed up by people from the ILSI. Um, so India is really like struggling with obesity. They've, with just uh, different Western food companies moving in, 70 million people have diabetes, and people think that that number is going to go to 123 million in the next decade. So the government is doing things like putting a 40% tax on sugar-sweetened soda uh, and putting, they were going to put this big red label on all foods that didn't have the right, you know, ratios of, like, nutrition uh, <laughs> to to food mass. To basically power your human body. Right. Oh. And uh, and this dude came in and basically stalled it, uh, and he was from the ILSI. So it's like the Coke network, basically, right. where like you have lobbyists or people at think tanks who are just like, okay, yeah. this is the prevailing thought we need to like infiltrate all these agencies with. Now go forth and wreak profits. Just yeah. like a snake eating its own tail of various yes men. I would watch this Adam McKay movie. Yeah. Yeah, right. Exactly. Oh, for sure. I mean, the food industry and, you know, the tobacco industry, the food industry is basically the where the tobacco industry like policies went and it's just such a transparent like it's just capitalism showing its ass basically. Um, and what an ass it is. Woo, what a big juicy ass and it could only be powered by Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> How you get that booty? Sugar. Yes. Sugar, right. fat and salt. Sugar, fat, running six hours a day. Running six hours a day, going to the gym too. That's how you get these ratios. Powerful. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, um, I'm glad I, I... I was already frightened about sugar when I just saw that one YouTube video where they, they cooked the sugar in a, like a can of Coke down into like its oh, no. caramelized sludge. Oh, no. Yeah. And like when you visually see like what that cooks down, it's like, ah... Okay, yeah, so like, I'll drink one a day. It looks like it's, tar. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird, like how much we know. Like I did a, a like a quote unquote science experiment when I was in. Uh -huh. uh, like I just killed someone. I like a quote unquote science <laughs> experiment. It was a decomposition project. No, uh -huh. it, was, <laughs> <laughs> it was. But we did like the the experiment where you take your baby teeth and you put them in different sodas and right. see how quickly. Oh they yeah, get yeah, up. yeah. And Coke is always the one that like. Like in three days, you're, there'll be no tooth. Like the oh, tooth man. will disappear. Uh, the, you know, credit where credit's due to Edgar Sprite. You know, it lasts. Your oh, really? Oh, wow. Your, your tooth, it's not going to thrive. But you're not going to lie. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to die. Mountain Dew, it starts growing another life form around it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It starts growing code, a brain. <laughs> code red, it starts to speak English. Yeah. <laughs> and it's really mad. Yeah.
And in Mexico, the head of ILSI Mexico was a former Coke executive. Somebody reported on it, and uh, he was suspended for a year. Uh, and then the journalist or the person? No, no. The, okay, the, the person was suspended for a year. It became this big national uh, controversy, uh, and then he was immediately brought back in and is now the new executive director. Wait, so they they sidelined him because of this revelation, yeah. and then they brought him right back. Yeah. So it was just like purely just for the appearance. Or sorry, they, he, he didn't get brought back. Uh, they brought in a new executive director who was the former director of public affairs at Coca-Cola oh, Mexico. Oh, so essentially the same right. person. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So they just don't give a fuck. They'll just do the right thing as long as people are looking, but then they have ways of making people look the other direction. So yeah, good good to keep in mind. All right, and don't, and don't forget, if have your six to 11 breads today. Yes, right. yes. Yes, I'm halfway, I'm like waist deep in various breads. <laughs> yeah. Feeling a little lightheaded, I'm gonna shove a handful of pizza dough into my mouth. Uh, <laughs> we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, and Jamie, the last Ooh. time you were here, over over a month ago, we were yeah. talking about uh, Jeremy Renner uh, because he had just released a series of Jeep ads that were yep. delightful, uh, yes. scored to his music, uh, starring him, uh, playing his music, You're listening the main to his attraction. music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's ride. <laughs> Um, and then what happened? There was the app, and then was there also an Amazon thing? There's there an was. Amazon There's an store. Amazon what, store. What can, what's the chronology of it? So, Jeep ads first. I remember that was when we. I want it, but I gotta pay you. Well, that the single was first. The single was not for the Jeep. Ad. Oh, that's right. That was just for the art. Right. right. <laughs> and then Jeep heard that single heard that, and like, was like, "We gotta get rid of Stop right everything. Away. Uh, so then, so the app actually goes, the app has existed longer than all of this. Just no one knew about it oh. and no one was using it. But it's existed for, I think, over a year, maybe a year and a half. So that was going on. I bust in when he starts making music. That's when right. I start to engage with Renner culture, right? And so he releases the single, Jeep's like, stop everything. We've, <laughs> we've found our man. He churns out three incredible singles in a week and it's yeah. just music videos of him kicking dirt near a Grand Cherokee. <laughs> and he's, he's in his tour bus. People are like, hey, Jer, where are you going? He's like, I'm on the way to the Taika Waititi carnival because there's right. Taika, Taika's like in a hot dog suit for one of the music videos. Oh, it, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Someone, yeah. someone pointed that out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I texted you. Yeah. The <laughs> so so then that happened and everyone's like wait a second jeremy renner fucking rocks <laughs> <laughs> so then he's like okay i'm on my like he he's just trying to get the money while it's there and he's a beautiful artist right so people are getting involved i download the jeremy renner app i think in i want to say like early july and start posting screenshots of like the notifications Right. And other people are picking up on the Jeremy Renner app as well. The Amazon store comes in at some point, right. which is just like a landing Not as page. Impressive. It's yeah. just, There's just stuff There's that just he held. Pictures he of him it. in the wilderness, but like he doesn't really know how to be in the wilderness. Yeah. Like at one point, he's like drawing a bow and there's a bow and arrow uh, target behind him. 
So he's like drawing the bow to just like shoot it off into the distance. Uh, he, I think there's a picture where he's like fishing in a campfire or something. Yeah. Or like wow. <laughs> it's just not him quite, yeah. like, outdoors. Yeah, just... And then it just links to like arrows that you right. can purchase. And then for he's, children. But they're Jeremy Renner like endorsed well, arrows. He is Hawkeye, so. right? So. I like, think that's where this whole thing comes right. from. There's like, I mean, he's a. F- Guys, he lives in New Mexico. We don't know. Right. He's, yeah. he's he's got a lot of property. So, anyways, <laughs> I'm I'm the 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 app is where is where the good shit is, right? Because I was getting push notifications minimum once a day, right. from the Jeremy Renner app and posting about them, and uh, so the app is eventually, I think, like maybe a week and a half ago, abruptly shut down. And do you guys know like the circumstances it was shut down under? I. Kind of, I've I've heard vague mention. Okay, I don't know anything around the oh, campfire. So my friend Stefan ends up getting the app shut down. Uh, <laughs> uh what? Stefan Heck. <laughs> Stefan Heck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had been seeing stuff that, like, I mean, that everyone was posting about the Jeremy Renner app, and uh, so he wrote an essay about it for Deadspin. It's a great essay, but basically, what he does is. Like Jeremy Renner's always posting like, what's up, fam? What are you doing this week? Oh, have a rockin' weekend, everyone. What's the plan? Three question marks. Right. (sighs) Attached to a picture of Jeremy Renner holding binoculars from the Amazon shoot. Right. And uh, Stefan would comment saying, I I will be looking at porno on my computer. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So it's like a funny one-off thing. But then when people reply to him on the app, he gets a push notification that makes it look like their responses are coming coming from Jeremy Renner himself. Oh, interesting. So what he does is he kind of mobilizes people to start to post about porno on the app and so that they can <laughs> get all Jeremy these Renner. Jeremy Renner responses. So it just it basically starts to look like all these pornographic responses are coming from <laughs> Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> And, uh, you know, there there was an infrastructure for it. There was like a weird Casey Anthony subplot going on that I wasn't <laughs> keeping track of. Um, and like there was like a lot of contempt for Stefan where whenever he posted, they're like, do not interact with the porno guy. Right, right. He's trying to ruin our thing. Do not talk to him. And then the solution, I mean, tragically, is one of my favorite posts that's ever been posted by Jeremy Renner. Uh, which <laughs> Top is, three Renner posts. It's the goodbye post. Could yeah. I read it? Yeah. Yes, please. I remember the second we, we were still on vacation when I did it and I <laughs> made my boyfriend uh, help me memorize the entire thing uh so i could use it can, as an audition can, can you do it from memory right now i can try i mean i took it took a little bit I'll, okay I'll no, as far up to as you, I up can. To you. so the, it, this is in uh i believe it's bradley hand font. Uh, bradley, bradley hand, hand, hand of course yeah. i am so sorry so it says this goodbye the app has jumped the shark literally due to clever <laughs> Wait, <laughs> sorry what um What's your question? <laughs> well, we'll, we'll get, let's get okay, through this sorry, and then we sorry. can line okay. by line it all. I'll, I'll just write <laughs> my questions down. <laughs> the app has jumped the shark, literally, literally, due to clever individuals that were able to manipulate ways to impersonate me and others within the app. I have asked EscapeX, <laughs> the company that runs this app, to shut it down immediately and refund anyone who has purchased any stars in the last 90 days. What was supposed to be a place for fans to connect with each other has turned into a place that is everything I detest and can't or won't condone. (laughs) 
My, my sincere apologies for this to have not turned out the way it was intended. To all the super fans who have supported me with your words of encouragement, amazing art, stories, and time shared on the app, a genuine thank you. And I hope to see you on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> JR. Oh, boy. So acknowledging the complete uselessness of the app in the final sentence. Right. Well, being like, and uh, let's return to traditional also, social media. Acceptable as well. So, so he's had it with people. Thinking that he was yeah. posting about porno on his uh, shitty application. God. Yeah, it's everything too many he detests is people watching porno on their computers. Is that? I, I don't think he wants people to think that he he watches. But that's such know. a strong statement. I still don't know where to. I mean, it was. And did his app become a gang member and literally jump a shark? Right. <laughs> yeah. A jet. Yeah, yeah, it became like a West Side Story yeah, just gang jumped member. A shark. Right. Yeah, I don't what know. What do you think he thought he meant when he said I don't know. the app has jumped the shark literally? literally. I like I mean, the only way I mean, you know, colloquially people use incorrectly use literally just to emphasize how jump the shark something is. Right. But it's but, such an overtly figurative yeah right exactly phrase that it's, it's like i was wild. so mad my head was on fire literally right <laughs> wait so your head was on fire no what does that mean literally i just mean a lot it's i was a lot mad i was a lot i, would, I didn't i only had three breads that day it jumped it jumped the shark a lot yeah right. well I, this is i think the problem too when people just hear phrases a lot yeah and they sort of through context Kind of figure out what it means without yeah. realizing like that it's a reference to happy days and like right. it was the moment they did a little too much. Right. Uh, but you know a lot. One good argument. In my mind, <laughs> Jeremy not an accurate Jeremy Renner right? would never in his whole like mythos right. as a as a entity, as an artist, I don't think the concept artist. of jumping the shark would even he would never even be like, Oh my god, that would never happen. I would right. never do something that, that's what jump the shark is? No, 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 no. no none of, none no. of the work I would do would ever jump the shark, even though everyone would argue that what I'm the phase of my career I'm in right now <laughs> is the jump the shark, shark phase. He may be the shark at this point. We don't. Right. I think ultimately, so where I fall in all of this is by the end of the Jeremy Renner discourse, I'm tired. Right. Mm, wow. There for him, for yourself? Honestly. For him, yeah, <laughs> wow. He's had. I mean, he. I. I still think that this is the weirdest use of privilege I've ever seen in my life. Right. <laughs> but it's he's, fitting. He's not hurting anyone. He's just trying to create a community of fellow renters. Yeah. And now it's gonna. It's gonna be like, you know, like when you when you deplatform a community. They'll make another, and they'll be angrier this time. Right. right. So mm. there's going to be like a gab for Jeremy Renner fans <laughs> because they got deplatformed by the Jeremy Renner app. It's just, you know, I just hope Jer's doing well. I think he is. Is well, he? Are people calling this the Renaissance? The people are calling this okay. the Renaissance. Good, good, good. And now there's. I would that... be disappointed in the internet if they hadn't. But now there's that new game. There's like a which right. I haven't oh, played yeah. it yet. So there's a game that allows you to be. Jeremy Renner on the day that the app jumps the shark. I hope literally. It's, I hope it's an empathetic. The game is one that puts the player in the position of being Jeremy Renner. Yes. Oh, yeah. it's like this it, is gonna be dangerous for it's me. It's visually very similar to Kim Kardashian Hollywood. 
Right. Yeah. The oh yeah, where you used to like have to buy points to like glow yourself up. Yeah. I remember exactly. when that came out. Yeah. So uh, it was like six years ago or something, wasn't it? Yeah. She made. I'm gonna like download it right now. million dollars off of her game. Oh God, I did play that. So game. what do you do in the app exactly? You. So it's a choose your own adventure game uh, <laughs> where you're interacting with your phone as Jeremy Renner uh, on the day, that fateful day. Right. The, the 9-11 for the Renner community. <laughs> uh-huh. So you can do nothing. Yeah. You can just do nothing. But if you go into, it will put the Renner app or a version of the Renner app on your phone. And then if you go into the Renner app, you will discover trolls making fun of you. And oh. it's really, I mean. And you then, so, oh, so and then you, you choose your own adventure. You check your phone. What's first on the agenda? Updating my unofficial fan Tumblr that I run anonymously. <laughs> Texting Christo- Christopher Winters, my business manager, app developer, and best friend. Aww. Checking Jeremy Renner, which is the name of my app, which I myself chose. <laughs> <laughs> Tweeting at Chris Evans. Oh, <laughs> Chris damn. Evans. And then if you like, Aww. if you check the app, the next step is suddenly you spot another comment that reads, I was the only one not featured on the Avengers poster and the name on the account, it's someone claiming to be you. Yeah. And the two options, is it me? Or that's the last straw. <laughs> uh, of course, the aggro option. Yes. It was created by, written and created by Val Badurtha, uh, which is, and the artwork is by Dan Ackerman and well done. It's wow. terrific. Yeah I, yeah, I mean. Just like, I, I thought for a second it was going to, yeah, it's a troll game, but for people who love Jeremy Renner. Right. I love it. <laughs> it's true. Apparently there's, uh, Tom Hanks had an app. Uh, Madonna has Chris had. Chris D'Elia has an app. Yeah, he does. Really? I mean, yeah. What happens in it? I don't, I mean, I thank you for thinking I have it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what happens, Jamie? I yeah. don't know. Hard to say. It just says using way too many napkins. There it is. <laughs> All right, let's check him real quick with Shane Gillis because oh, we're we're learning more about not why he was fired, but why he was hired in the first place. Apparently, yeah. that was uh, an intentional decision to try and like Lorne Michaels uh, has been at NBC long enough to have caught the both sidesism bug. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, the whole... he was like, we need to get that blue collar comedy mm, yeah. audience. We need to appeal to the conservatives. I mean, everyone like I remember in the beginning, they're like, he had a really strong audition, and right. I was like, what the fuck? What was the reason? Who was so on its face? Like, seemed like a really whack choice. Was his John Rocker character bit that good in the right. audition? Right. You know, so essentially, yes. Like you're saying, he wanted to appeal to a more conservative viewers because. This was meant to, quote, counteract the appearance of a liberal bias on the show. Which is, like, okay. so corny, yeah. So, I mean, what a terrible decision. Because I'm like, what exactly did they see in his routine that they're like, this guy's going to be just yummy, yummy, yummy for the conservatives. Right. And they're going to want to tune in because we put this dude on. Was it because he was doing, like, problematic shit? And they were like, ah, this is a little edgy, his routine. But this is the kind of thing that conservatives are going to want? And I wasn't sure what... What about conservative viewers that they were like, what the strategy was like, do we embrace their terrible viewpoints to then bring them in? Right. I mean, I don't really know. I think that it is kind of interesting that they like refer to 
like a flat out edgelord as conservative because you don't like hear those two terms put mm-hmm. together very often. Right. Like I feel like you're more often like, oh, he's like an alt-right douchebag or whatever. But it is interesting to see like that high up because it's like I have to believe that the people making these decisions are like, we got to get a conservative audience. Like they're not super plugged in right. types of people. So right. so just like it was interesting just like hearing that like that community because i don't i don't know what this this man's like political views i've heard nothing but garbage about him for absolute for years right uh but i don't know what his actual political views are but there is like a contingency of people who say stuff like that under the umbrella of irony and then say that they're leftists right and so it is kind of like this weird thing and it's like (laughs) hearing that that was the way that it's viewed from that perspective was interesting and yeah. I just don't understand, like... Most of his comedy, apparently, is about being fiscally conservative. He doesn't think... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh. Pick yourself up by your own bootstraps <laughs> right. type shit. It yeah. was just like, my favorite club in Philly ha- hasn't let him perform there in years because he's a piece of shit. Like, well, the, right. the thing, too, is like, you know, again, people who go on SNL, they're typically pulled from Upright Citizens Brigade, Groundlings, Second City, et cetera. Those like improvisers or people who are on stage performing sketches, typically like yeah. a, a, the track to SNL. And the other two people that they cast were like fit that bill. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And then and then so then it's like so you have this stand up comedian who from my from what I know, I don't know him to be a like an actor, a comedic actor. They've but, done stand ups throughout the history. No, no, of course. Of course. Yeah. But I'm like just saying Sandler. like with the improvisers, you can go to a show. You understand what they do. They probably have a yeah. YouTube presence or whatever. But with like a stand up, there's plenty of recorded material to go through. So right. I'm curious like how why that vetting process was such a failure. And even the people they interviewed. Now, this is where I don't know if they knew and they just did it anyway. That's or they're, or they're that fucking that. lazy. Yeah. Because in this Variety article of the people they spoke with, they said they agreed that SNL's vetting process was, quote, severely lacking in this case. As Gillis was well-known in comedy circles for using the type of language and remarks that ultimately led to the show cutting ties with him before he ever made it to air. Michaels took the weekend to gather information before making Gillis' firing official Asking on Monday. Asking someone how to use a computer all weekend. So, <laughs> right. um, uh, guys, what's, what's racism? Right. Uh, Is this racist? I mean, mm. that's the. I just don't believe for a second that it was a failure of vetting because it's like what he's known for. That's all. Like, there's not. It's one thing if it's like, oh, he has these horrible shit, but then he has this wholesome shit, and maybe right. people just saw that. But there, well, what? There's nothing else. That's yeah. all there was. So right. I just like. I think that's kind. I mean, I believe that you know they're trying to get a conservative audience, but that's like a crock it, of shit to say that they didn't know that right. existed. And that's it's just all there so, is. It's just cynical and just stupid too, and like counterproductive to like creating any kind of I mean not that SNL is the height of like subversive comedic performing right. performance but you know like what why is there a concern that you need to conser- uh, to appeal to a conservative audience is it purely for ratings to to drive profits or yeah. is it like or truly out of this you know artistic idea of like wow is there a way is there a balance in the kind of commentary like is there even worthwhile commentary from a conservative that like we can look at liberal politics in a way and laugh because I mean, for the most part, there are plenty of like liberals who can see the own dumb shit happening on their side of the fence and be like, this is dumb. But yeah, I guess when you see the like the motivation of like, well, we wanted more numbers. Right. I don't know. I mean, I also think that it's like even if I mean, it's kind of inconceivable to me that they wouldn't know that people would dig stuff up and that it would become a huge story it's it's like right. i would almost liken it to like the edgelord fashion thing where it's like you're just creating right. a controversy and it doesn't matter because people are talking about 
the show and it's at the expense of everyone who works there but it's i i mean it it worked everyone is talking about it it's it but I, I feel know. like this is actually really bad press for them. Yeah, oh, it's I don't think you know I, mean? I don't it's think not even like in the... that. I don't think they anticipated that the reaction would be what it is. I, really? I, yeah. I, I think I SNL? think that they. I think I mean I think that there's enough people working there that would know if you hire someone with demonstrable oh, racist sure. history that people will dig it up and enough be angry. people. But yeah, I think yeah. the people who are at the levels to make those decisions aren't as in touch. Right. And they're like, like they're just worried. You know, don't. I, I've been doing this for years. Is a rich white dude who's been a rich white dude for a long, long time and is, yeah. I just I feel know. like I he's probably out of touch. You mean like, I, you think I, feel like he... I feel like that's cut, kind of cutting them slack. I just, I... Oh, really? Yeah, there's enough people, like, that had to be a deliberate decision. I, I don't, yeah. If but he... if it's deliberate, right, do you think it's, because what I'm saying is if it's deliberate, right, it wasn't the all press is good press kind of tactic. Was it that it's... Let's just do this. We'll get fucking just flamed and actually like further add to the negative perception of the show. Well, they would have kept him if he had done a better apology. Like that's a part of that whole narrative too. Right. It was like they didn't fire him for his views. They fired him for his failure to do an, an actual apology. Right. So, I mean, there is a way that this played out, that this could have played out, that he would have kept his job. He was just not willing to apologize for saying horrible things, which is just like an extension of that ecosystem of like, I've been canceled. And he has a GoFundMe that has thirty thousand dollars in it right now. So it's just like he has a. I've been canceled GoFundMe. I don't. I don't know that he started it, but there yeah. is one. Well, and there's it, always going to be a GoFundMe. And he's got people. the support of David Spade, Bill Burr, I saw Jim that, Jeffries, that trio. Ian I just McDonald's. saw that clip of like these three weigh in on him. I was like, don't need to hear it. Honestly, oh, it's God. just like it's just it is also. I don't know. I, I just find it hard to believe that it's like, we just didn't know what we were doing. I'm like, you fucking knew what you were doing. Right. And then I guess then, but then if that's the case, then I'm like fully like, well, then fully fucks SNL then. You right. know, seriously. Because I mean, look, I know people who work on the show who are sure. close friends of mine. And, you know, I don't want to slag off the work that they do. But when you see like this kind of shit happening at the leadership level, it just it's adds to my like thing, yeah. cold heart where I'm like, I used to love this show. I check in like pretty regularly just to see what's going on because it is like a you know the top one of the you know top and it's like if your friends are working TV. on it too you're like yeah oh, you're interested of course i want to see but then when you know the like behind speech. the scenes if it's sort of like you know let's just fuck around with the culture wars let's just do this for the sake of ratings i mean i guess we should be cynical about all media in that sense but i mean they had donald trump on during the rise of donald trump right as like a as the host there's all sorts of shit i mean i don't know i i ultimately i just it's such a bummer that like that story that refused to die like took away a big day from like two very talented performers right right um and yeah then it just became about this asshole who i fully believe everyone knew was an asshole and then he was the whole story and he will continue in the whole like argument of like he you're stealing his livelihood i'm like dude he's got a fucking gofundme with thousands of dollars in it he's gonna be fine he's gonna go on the i've been canceled tour he's got you know he'll be on rogan within two weeks it's just like smoking blunts to the point where it's like not even surprising it's just exhausting and you're just watching it happen and it's just like what was the fucking point of all this like who benefits from it I I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I only see a lot of people who are not like like Chloe Fineman and Bowen Yang who ultimately suffer. Yeah. yeah, like as a whole part of this because it's essentially completely. I bet most people don't even know who was hired because the second the announcement came out, I think people don't. Might if you're not in comedy, you wouldn't know. 
But then right. on top of that, all the news just becomes about this person. And you wouldn't know that you have two really great performers coming on now. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. and they'll and once the show starts, they'll shine in their own right and it'll it'll be okay. But it's just yeah, like the the way that these stories sort of overshadow things that were really, really cool and positive and oh, it just uh, I do wonder not... if there was some like conscious like math going on where they were like well because we're doing a progressive thing by having like a more diverse cast uh if we can like get away with adding casting a, a racist i just like if that is true that's like the most pathetic thing in the entire yeah, world the, what the right. fuck kind of calculus I is that i'm just like I, oh god yeah, everyone yeah. just everyone is like i need to tell you my opinion on comedy i'm like why you're a fucking right. like data analyst i don't <laughs> want to know what you think well i just need right. to know that pc culture is actually destroying comedy how do i know right just i like work on pcs anyone who <laughs> swan dive into your mentions right. and right. just be uh. like actually you're like it's just so yeah, like that whole like irony poisoned community is just fucking exhausting. And I th- and we talked it. about this yesterday too, but I think it's also a thing of an existential threat to people who think that's funny and are performers realizing, mm-hmm. guess what, dude, the the shit that you're like like working off of isn't like there's a very limited time on that, like right. and not many people are fucking yeah. with it. And I think that's why a lot of people have to defend it. Because they're like, but my whole existence is based on like doing this fucking like winky wink racism shit. Right. It's my whole personality. Yeah. And they're like, and if that's canceled, what am I? I'm not going to go back to fucking but it's like it teaching just, a, teaching children. Well, the thing that's frustrating too. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, but the thing that's frustrating is there is a thriving like group of people who are really into that kind of comedy. And it just gets worse and worse and worse as the comedians who are doing it double down and double down yeah. and double down of, of like, whatever like sjw is taking them down it's just some of the patreon statistics are alarming it's scary what do you mean i just mean that there's a lot of money in being canceled and and playing oh and right and then then having your pay like you have a patreon where you can be like well then i have people who sympathize with my views and being even more outwardly racist could make you a lot of money in certain circles it's just like yeah it's exhausting for all of us and for jeremy renner for, I mean, yeah. Think well, about think how of Jeremy, Jeremy Renner The real is. story. Yeah. I actually and see, and this don't. is taking away two from Jeremy Renner. <laughs> he should I'm, be taking up more space. Uh, Jeremy yeah. Renner doesn't believe in the wage gap, and that's... <laughs> <laughs> of doesn't course not. believe in so, it? Where's that? Yeah, where's that good it's old... It's all state of mind, you know? Where's that right. good old-fashioned mm-hmm. bullshit? It's just like, the wage gap? Oh. What are you talking about? I think so, you mean thigh gap. <laughs> like, what? Well, well, Jamie, it's been a pleasure having you. Hey, thanks for... It's good to be back. Yeah, it's so good to have yeah. you back. Uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me uh, online at uh, at Jamie Loftus Help on Twitter, at Jamie Christ Superstar on Instagram. Uh, I'm doing my show. I just came, I brought back from Edinburgh Fringe a couple more times in New York and L.A., so there's tickets uh, to that up now, too. All right. And is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, yeah, I've been enjoying all the uh, talk about Thomas Middleditch's Playboy interview. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. How do we miss that? <laughs> the uh, uh, user, Nora Horvath, at I am Nora Horvath, uh, LMAO, sometimes I'm sad to be single, but at least I'm not Thomas Middleditch's wife. I know, like, it's man. just he. So, yeah, he did an interview with my former employer, Playboy, 
and he's uh, our former employer. Our, it's true. It's it's so embarrassing. Yes, <laughs> so, I know. I hate thinking about it. Uh, but he does this horrible interview where he's describing about how his he and his wife are swinging, which is totally fine do your thing but the way he describes it is so he's like i'm gas and she's breaks like he just Ugh. he's basically just saying like i want to fuck my fans yeah like, and like why can't and she I... can either fucking get in or get out yeah it's like yeah. this doesn't sound like a thing in agreement it sounds it, like this person's held hostage it sounds like you bullied your wife into letting you fuck your fans but like i mean i don't know i hope that she's happy she's with it and, and that's her her decision thomas milledich is like a known fucking loser though like really go, just go to the museum of broken relationships if you want to know a thing or two about thomas milledich whoa <laughs> t report yeah uh, uh, Miles, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. And some tweets that I like today. One uh, is from, it's it's a quote tweet. There's a, I'm doing a few quote tweets, so they're going to take a little Go. explanation. One, it says, coughing season is coming. Okay, and this is an image of a guy uh, sneezing into a, a tissue. No, it is. And it's someone's crumpled up eye. You know, like when you're sneezing, your eyes are closed very vigorously. That's and the quote hole. tweet, someone That's says, damn, I'm so hungry. I thought this was an asshole. <laughs> Because the shit looked like an asshole. It looks um, like so hungry. Uh, Reductress, at Reductress. Oh, and the, that tweet was from Carlos, at shit Carlos underscore says. Uh, another one, Reductress. Gabby wants to, quote, lay low for her birthday, but does that mean she wants me to plan something? Someone who had a birthday, uh, I can guarantee you that's what that means. It's oh my saying, God, I had a birthday. I don't too. want to think about it, but if you want to do something, I'm not going to be mad at it. Right. Next, uh, another quote tweet. Uh, it's a video from this account, uh, Imam Mohammed Tahwidi, and it says, A five-month-old baby was kidnapped and carried to Dubai from Karachi inside a travel bag. Fortunately, it was detected at Dubai Airport, and the baby was found safe. And, okay, so in the video, you can see... You're quote-tweeting the head. You're describing a video of a baby. So first, you baby. see a video of these people, like, at at a customs agency, right? Opening up a bag oh, from zipped oh and revealing a baby. God. Okay? A and this child is in baby. a bag. The quote tweet now comes from uh, at Billy Bob Sanders. It says, hey, yo, zip his ass back up. We need to get a video of this. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Because if you think about it, it's like, yeah. did you wait to yeah. open it with the camera or did you be like, okay, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, or don't open it. Either way, it's like, that's I hear so a baby funny. crying in this bag. Like, hold on. This oh could be a good God. video. Don't open it yet. Or you had to redo the shit for the fucking video. Don't know. <laughs> uh, Brutal. Dan White at at Dan White tweeted, well, I guess my son is officially at that age. Uh, and then he, it's a Google search history. Boobies, naked big boobies, sex, huge sex. Uh, naked six. women, boobies plus butt on women, full nipple. <laughs> and then why is my penis so much larger than my dad's? Uh, micro penis. <laughs> and then is my dad sick? Question mark plus small penis. <laughs> 
Oh my god, you that one got you. That one got me, man. Uh, you look, Jack's looks like, crying. This is what he looked like when he was cry. watching I Think You Should Leave Now on an airplane in his headphones, scaring <laughs> passengers next to him. Yeah, Anna was sitting next to me. There was somebody, or there was somebody in between Anna and I, and she said that Refused to I notice was him. Fully, fully unaware of how scared he was, oh, of how hard so I was good. laughing. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. <laughs> Sorry. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, footnotes. where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we write out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? This is from uh, from Caribou. It's, not, it's an oh, old yeah. song uh, from 2005, actually. But I was actually thinking because of Playboy, the Playboy Mansion, uh, uh-huh. we've been to the Playboy Mansion. I have not. Oh, you haven't? No, I never uh, invited. I should upload a video of me drunkenly walking into a, a gigantic window that I thought was a door. Because <laughs> uh, I was like trying to show out. Anyway, this track is called The Spiritually Immature Mansion. Because I felt like maybe this was a weird t- jab at the Playboy Mansion. But this is called The Spiritually Destroyed. Immature Mansion from Caribou. Uh, you know, pretty straightforward uh, track. But I like the editing of the drums. If you like drumming, a little some edited drums in there, some nice fills and etc. Listen to it if you like. Cool. <laughs> well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We will be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast, and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.